What's up, everybody? Welcome to, or welcome back to TBN, TBN, TBN. Flying, uh, flying solo today. I don't have my far left fact checker, Danielle Jones, with me. She's, look, she's really, she's busy moving. We knew that she was going to be moving this week. She said a few weeks ago, she's like, I'll be ready by Tuesday. Yeah, I'll be ready to go by Tuesday for sure. And I was like, okay, like, don't stress out about it. You know, there's, there's no need to stress out about it. If you're not ready by Tuesday, it's cool. This ain't my first rodeo. You know, I've done this before by myself, but uh, yeah, so she's busy moving, setting up her new office. Hopefully she'll be back with us next week to make sure that I'm telling the truth and I'm not just lying because my fact checker isn't here today. So how do you know? How do you even know? How do you know? Actually, she is kind of here today in spirit, you know, let's just keep, <laughs> should we just keep Danielle Jones the whole time here? It looks like she just saw Glance. Looks like Glance just, she's like, huh, oh my God, it's Glance. Anyway, Danielle Jones is not here today. So it's just going to be me and you guys. It's just you and me now. It's just you and me now. But uh, we got a lot of stuff that I wanted to cover. I've been, uh, you know, I was gone last week. We're getting back into the uh, streaming saddle, I guess, as it were this week. And uh, the one thing that I did not take a break from was Twitter. Like, I can't, I can't not, I can't take a break from Twitter. That's the problem. I, I want to be involved in the conversation. I, I want to see the tweets happening and the science being posted and the articles being shared and the conversations happening so that I can continue to be like as effective of an advocate that I possibly can be. And so a lot of stuff has been happening. Lots of stuff has been happening. We're going to focus a little bit on Canada today. I apologize, uh, breeze tones. <laughs> But uh, Breeze Tones in Australia, we're going to be focusing a little bit on Canada today, uh, kind of right at the beginning because, you know, Canada and flavor bands and nicotine caps and Jewel in Canada supporting nicotine caps and flavor bands, just being a general jerk like they usually are. Um, we got a little bit of uh, update with my Mark Gunter, who wrote that great article about Bloomberg. We're going to catch up with him. Um, our main thing this week is going to be... Uh, <sighs> Marvel Comics making the anti-vaping propaganda for FDA and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services on their YouTube. And it's comedic in every way possible. I don't think anybody's going to be taking it seriously. In fact, we'll get there. We'll get there. The people in the comments, bro, and they have no idea what's going on. No idea what's going on on that video um, because it's terrible. But We'll talk about that. Don't worry. You don't have to go search for it. Don't click on it. Don't like try to go find this video and give it another view. You don't have to do that. I'll walk you through it and we can kind of, uh, you know, we can kind of, we can kind of goof on it together. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about Bloomberg in the, in the Philippines again, because it's worse. It's worse somehow. It's worse than I remember it being. It's getting worse by the day. I have been talking about Bloomberg in the Philippines now for weeks, month, maybe well over a month, right? I don't even remember when I first mentioned Bloomberg in the Philippines and how he might have broken some Philippine laws, some international laws, some U.S. laws by giving exorbitant amounts of money to their Food and Drug Administration to implement their World Health Organization sort of framework on tobacco control, which is to say, ban it. You know, they're going to think what they, they want to ban smoking, ban cigarettes, ban vaping, all of that in the Philippines. Um, and, and Bloomberg's just a terrible person because Dirte from the Philippines is a terrible person. I don't know if anybody from the Philippines is here today, but wow, we're going to learn a lot about the Philippines today. Ever since I first read that 
Bloomberg might have broken some laws by donating money to the Philippines. I've been obsessed with the Philippines and how vaping and smoking gets treated there, how drug use gets treated there. It's, uh, I mean, it's shocking. It's eye-opening. It really opened opened my eyes uh, intensely. So I hope to be able to share some of that eye-openingness uh, with you this week. And then I guess at the end, we're going to close it up with some uh, Nick Guy the Science Man. We always have more and more science coming out in favor of vaping and e-cigarettes. Oh my God, what a wonderful time to be alive. If we could only get some people to, you know, look at the science, legislate based on science. But what are you going to do? Let me have a vape break here. Yeah, everyone hydrate. That's just, that's the first timestamp is going to be, hey, everyone hydrate. Thank you. Oh, I love water. Nicotine is not a crime. So let's just, uh, let's see. I can't say jump into this because Phil DeFranco says that. I can't say dive into this, jump into this here, here, let's just, let's start off with some newsy things and the such as let's just wade, let's just wade into this. How do you not love that bumper music? And I know that these like TBN segments, they don't necessarily need bumpers, but I like them. I, I just like, I like, I like using them. Um, no, yeah, Danielle is off today. She took the day off. She just took a day off. She took a personal day. She's moving. And so she's, she's very busy. So I have no fact checker today. That's not really true. She's kind of here in spirit, right? Danielle Jones, she's always here uh, in spirit. So is Stanton Glantz. Stanton Glantz is always here in spirit. So some newsy things, you guys. This is something I always mention uh, for Canada, rights for vapors and tobaccokills.ca, which ultimately I've decided, no, I don't like the title of that URL, but it's what we got, so we're working with it, right? Tobaccokills.ca is just a call to action for the nicotine cap and the flavor ban in Canada, and Rights for Vapors is more of an organization that you can get involved with for, you know, things like call to actions or, uh, you know, whatever sort of advocacy awareness in the such as that Rights for Vapors is doing. But if you're in Canada, that seems to be where, uh, that seems to be where one of the battlegrounds is happening right now. It's like the US, Australia, the Philippines, and Canada are really like the big four of like crazy vape legislation, like crazy, crazy vape legislation right now. So get involved, do whatever you can to stop this bad legislation. Um, Jewel, Jewel chimed in as well. And I want to, I just, I have such a weird love hate relationship with Jewel. It's more hate than it is love, but uh, Jewel decided to, to chime in regarding the, uh, the the flavor ban, you know, the flavor ban here, not here, up there, up there in Canada. And what is Juul? What is the, what do the good folks at Altria Juul have to say about the flavor ban in Canada? Our commitment to resetting the vaping products category in Canada, which A, I don't know what resetting the vape category in Canada means. To me, I kind of interpret it as Jewel wants to clear the market of all of their competitors. That's really what it sounds like, right? Reset, reset, don't like it. 
Jewel Labs Canada is committed to resetting the vaping products category in Canada. This means re-earning trust by working collaboratively with regulators, policymakers, and key stakeholders to combat underage use and help transition adult smokers away from combustible cigarettes. See, goddammit, Jewel, when you say things like that, I go, okay, cool, yeah, definitely. That's, I'm here to convert smokers. Vaping's here to convert smokers. Jewel's gonna convert smokers. Like, Jewel, this is where we see eye to eye on things, right? Oh, but wait, there's more. While we have appreciated the opportunity to collaborate with the VITA, the Vaping Industry Trade Association, we will not be our, renewing our membership as we are not aligned on too many critical policy issues. For example, we support Tobacco 21 legislation, raising the minimum purchase age of tobacco and vaping products to 21, enhanced access controls at retail, and yeah, there it is, limiting flavor options. So then I turn around and I go, okay, well, fuck you then, Jewel. Like, I don't give a fuck. What are you even doing? Why? You, you say that you're, you're committed to transitioning smokers away from combustion, but you're in favor of limiting the options that would help that smoker transition away from combustion. Jewel, you have to know that that's what you're doing, right? And it's not surprising that they take this stance because, hey, what happened in uh, the United States with Jewel? Anybody remember? They pre-banned themselves. All Donald Trump had to do was whisper of a pod flavor ban and Jewel just went and banned and just got rid of all of their flavors. They pre-banned themselves. They pre-banned themselves. This resetting of the vaping products category in Canada is kind of gross. I kind of see it as, yeah, look at Jewel. Like, cozying up to the Canadian government and going, oh, please, Canadian government, let us stay on the market. We're not, we don't have flavors. We're not any of the bad. We need to reset all this and, and please leave us on the market. I have this weird love-hate relationship with like PMI, Altria, Philip Morris, you know, Philip Morris International, Jewel, Altria, because on the one hand, they're doing a lot of really good things by converting smokers to a less harmful alternative. They are doing lots of science. I mean, large chunks of science comes from tobacco companies like PMI and Altria, you know, Icos and Juul respectively. And then on the other hand, they're these like horrible, gigantic corporations that don't want a level playing field. And I know this is why I say I'm a bad libertarian. It's because I absolutely believe in the free market. And what you're seeing with Jewel in Canada and Jewel in the United States, that is not the free market. That is not a level playing field. This is Jewel coming to the game late because Big Tobacco just got to vaping late. We had already innovated it, you know, light years forward. We already had this huge infrastructure in place of vape shops and vapors and distributions in the United States. And Juul was late to the party and Altria was late to the party. And now they want to clear the market so that they're, they get their same preferential treatment like they did with cigarettes. Philip Morris and Altria are used to being the only game in town. They, you know, they want their Juul products to be the Juul products. They don't want fair competition. 
They want their products to be the vapor products that are allowed, regulated, accepted, you know, readily available on the market. Sorry, that's not capitalism. Capitalism is an even playing field where we all get to compete for the same customers instead of Juul and Altria using money to legislate that their products are the products that get to stay on the market. Anyway, anyway, that's just the libertarian in me. Of course, I believe in the free market. And I hear people ragging on capitalism for things that are not attributed to capitalism. <laughs> and I mean, and it goes both ways. I see people ragging on things and attributing things to like uh, uh, communism or socialism that aren't really attributed to those particular ideologies, but it's whatever. So Jewel wants to wants to be the only game in town. They pre-banned themselves. They support Tobacco 21 in Canada. They support flavor bans in Canada. They support nicotine caps in Canada. They say they support smokers switching, but they do everything in their power to prevent that from happening. Ban your pre-ban your flavors. Our customers really like mango? Well, we should definitely ban it. We should definitely just get rid of it ahead of time. <laughs> ahead of time. So F Jewel, F Canada. I mean not F Canada. Love Canada. Love Canada. Don't F Canada. Love Canada. F Jewel. F the Canadian government. I've got too much rage going right now. I need to have a vape break and pop the Dixon off. Yeah. Okay. Trillions. Jewel. Yes. Milton. Jewel has made trillions in the last few years. Trillions in the last few years. But that doesn't matter. You know what? People get... There's one thing you can't account for in, in, in society and capitalism, and that is just greed. And people get greedy for money, but people don't just get greedy for money, man. They get greedy for power. Power. Bloomberg's greedy on power. Altria's greedy on power. They're used to being the only game in town. You know what I mean? Their cigarettes are the only product literally legally allowed on the market. They're not used to having competition. Anyway, we're also, uh, there's a call to action right now to stop some anti-THR laws in Missouri. Stop the local assault on safer nicotine products. I'll post a link down in the description. You can see the truth butter, the rage sweat just happening right there. As soon as I start talking about Juul, it's like, okay, here we go. Okay, we're going to pump the brakes a little bit. Missouri. Show of hands. Anybody, uh, anybody in the house from Missouri tonight? HB 517 would prohibit local governments in Missouri from making laws regulating the sale of vapor and alternative nicotine products. Interesting. It's a little bit of a different call to action. Local governments will still be allowed to tax these products, but rules about where and what products can be sold are going to be reserved for the state. Please take a moment to submit your witness form in support of HB 517. This is legislation in Missouri that we are actually supporting and getting behind and going, yes, this, let's support this. So this would prohibit local governments from uh, regulating the sale of vapor and alternative nicotine products. Spectacular. I'll post a link down in the description. We're going to support this. Uh, the form says to choose in support of or opposition to. Obviously, you're going to choose in support of. You're going to you know, include your story and all of your information and everything that you've ever told to a uh, politician to try to, to try to change their mind about vaping. That's what you're going to do. So I'm going to have that call to action down in the description there. I think I saw one super chat come in. There he is. Fuck YouTube. Yeah. Here, F YouTube into the ground. 
Phil DeFranco, one of my heroes on YouTube, he just uploaded a new video talking about how YouTube is suppressing his content and I'm watching it going, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, definitely. I have definitely experienced that as well. Anyway, Fox YouTube says, if the CDC attacked COVID like they attack vaping, I probably wouldn't be in quarantine as C19 plus right now. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's not surprising after watching the CDC fumble with Ivali for so long, it wasn't surprising like their COVID response was less than impressive, was it? No one was surprised that the CDC didn't know what they were doing with COVID-19 because they spent the few prior months ranting and raving about Ivali and trying to convince nicotine vapors that what they were doing was going to kill them and uh, lung injuries and going to the hospital. And then in this weird roundabout way, they finally came around to that it was vitamin E acetate. And then it took them so long that they gave themselves an award for how well they did it. Welcome back, New Wave Dave. So yeah, there's some uh, call to action right there. Mark Gunter, I love this guy. Mark Gunter, who gives me, you guys, he gives me serious Sam Elliott vibes. I can't be the only one that's making this connection, right? It's the silver mustache, the silver hair. I feel like Mark Gunter could walk up to me at any moment and give me like some really profound like life advice, you know, at like a laundromat or some weird place. Mark Gunter is, is basically our Sam Elliott. Mark Gunter has been vocally vo <laughs> scathing, vocally scathing of Mike Bloomberg and the Bloomberg philanthropies and what they're doing in the Philippines and what they're doing kind of worldwide with their agenda for tobacco control. Uh, it's a little bit crazy. So Mark Gunter sat down with uh, Philanthropy Today, no, Philanthropy Daily, and recorded a little podcast. Part one is out now. Part two, I believe, is coming out soon. But why should you even care about Monk Gu Mark Gunter? Well, Gunter's incisive work has long included coverage of philanthropy and the nonprofit sectors. It is now featured at his nonprofit Chronicles and Medium. He is a regular contributor to the Chronicle of Philanthropy, which we'll talk about in a second. He's a former senior writer at Fortune. He was an editor at large at the Guardian section for sustainable businesses. He has researched and written four books, including Faith and Fortune, How Compassionate Capitalism is Transforming American Businesses, and Suck It Up, How Capturing Carbon from the Air Can Help Solve the Climate Crisis. Mark Gunter is a journalist. He's very, very smart. He's clearly a man of science. He wrote this for Philanthropy Magazine, Bloomberg's Millions Funded an Effective Campaign Against Vaping, could it do more harm than good? We've talked about this a few times. I really cannot recommend this enough. This is one of those things that like, oh man, I want every, it's long, it's long, but it's one of the greatest things I've ever read. It's one of the greatest things I've read in the last five years, right? Easily one of the best things I've read in the last five years. And I read Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, so that might tell you kind of how great this article is. So it's a little 13-minute podcast, and he kind of recaps a little bit of what he captures in this, uh, in this article that he did for the... For, 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 <laughs> apparently, saying the word philanthropy is a tongue twister for me. Philanthropy. 
All right. Well, thank you, Sam Elliott, for uh, for really speaking up and man, I feel like tides are changing. I feel like things are shifting. And Mark Gunther is one of those people who's just right at the front of that. He's the one kind of bringing all this up about, uh, about Bloomberg. I do want to mention, uh, so I'll have a link. Sorry, I'm kind of all over the place today. I will have a link down in the description. It's my first TBN back after a little bit of a break. You know what? You got to give me a, a little bit of a break, right? I'll post a link down in the description to Philanthropy Daily, where you can listen to this. It's seriously 13 minutes long, uh, and it's amazing. It's incredible. We've already been streaming. You could have listened to this podcast twice now in the time that I've just been sitting here and yammering on, and you probably would have learned. <laughs> probably would have learned a lot more than I have just taught you. So before we get to like the main thing, before we get to, to the Marvel main thing, I do want to mention this article that Filter put out about Bloomberg. This article is another one of those, if you care about vaping, if you care about protecting this industry, if you, if you care about the global tobacco control, like, you know, view the, the, ma the, the macro view of this, this is an incredible, 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 incredible piece. Bloomberg's anti-nicotine lobby among U.S. backers of Dirte's drug war. Yeah. So like I said, ever since I started reading about Bloomberg in the Philippines, I've been reading and reading and reading and reading and reading crazy stuff about the Philippines, crazy stuff about Bloomberg and the Philippines. And most recently, I ran across this article from FilterMag that is, it's just spectacular. And what this article even with like the cliff notes version of this article that I'm about to give you, it doesn't even scratch the surface as to like what is happening in the Philippines. Like this article is so intensely long and amazing that it's so dense and packed with information. I've read it a few times and I feel comfortable maybe speaking to it a little bit, but really I would encourage you to just read this, crush it, make it like a thing, make it a, make it an event, set a calendar reminder, be like, read the, <laughs> read the filter mag article. So basically what this is telling you is this is the story of Brandon. Okay. The story starts off and we're talking about Brandon in the Philippines and Brandon in the Philippines was shot. Okay. He was shot near his home. He was assassinated by the government. He didn't die. He was just shot. His crime was speaking out about the government because he was a journalist and he was an environmental journalist and he was critical of the way that the Philippine government was handling their environmental, you know, uh, whatever, legislation and things like this. And he was very critical of it very critical of it. That was his crime. He was shot. He stayed in the hospital for weeks and weeks, eventually was able to get to the United States to get the proper care. When his family looked into his shooting, they found that the CCTV cameras that are all over the place that are supposed to record everything that ever happens in the Philippines, oh, they were turned off. They were disabled for the 10 to 15 minutes that he was shot in front of his house for speaking out about the Philippine government. 
This article talks about a phenomenon in the Philippines. Look, and, and I'm just, I'm naive to this. I'm learning all about this and it's, uh, it's intense. Like <laughs> this is some pretty crazy intense stuff. Strange croissant. Welcome. Welcome. I appreciate you being here. Strange croissant. This is, this gets into some crazy stuff. So listen to this red tag. I wasn't familiar with what red tagging is, but it talks all about red tagging. Red tagging is essentially a threatened death sentence to anyone critical of the actions of the Philippine government. Red tagging lists featuring the names and faces of people being targeted are posted on the doors of neighborhood buildings, on social media by the Philippine police, military, and vigilantes have a message of quit speaking out or die. So if you speak out publicly about the Philippine government, they will red tag you, post this on social media and on neighborhoods, doors, cops, military, and just approved vigilantes will literally come to your house and, and kill you and, and murder you, murdered by the state. That's where we're at in, in the Philippines. So kind of based on that, based on that information, how do we feel that Dirte, the dictator in the Philippines, treats cigarettes or drug users? How do you think? Probably not good, <laughs> right? And I don't mean to laugh, but probably probably not good. In fact, there's a technique. Uh, there's a technique in the Philippines for dealing with drug users, and it's called knock and kill. His tactics include knock and kill operations, which involve police going door to door to locate supposed offenders. Uh, not only has he admitted to killing people with his own hands, but he has also empowered the police and military and masked vigilantes closely linked with those entities to do the same. Knock and kill. Knock and kill. If you are smoking weed in your house, smoking whatever drug you want to smoke, whatever drug you want to use in your house, they just, I guess, show up and murder you. Show up and murder you. Dierte said, uh, Hitler massacred 3 million Jews. There's 3 million drug addicts. There are. I'd be happy to slaughter them. I don't even, that just left me in shock reading that. President of the Philippines. I'd be happy to slaughter them. Drug addicts. I'd be happy to slaughter them. So Mike Bloomberg saw this man, Derte, and saw this country and went, yes, I'm going to spend my philanthropy money there to implement our framework on tobacco control, which is prohibition. Prohibition. <laughs> prohibition. How, based on all of this that we've read so far, how do you think the Philippines and Presidente Derte is going to treat smokers and nicotine users in the country if he's willy, you know, happily 
saying, I'll slaughter drug addicts. What? Drug addicts? I'll slaughter them all. What the hell? Just bring them all to the Philippines. Just give me a gun. I'll just slaughter them all. That's the, that's the way to take care of it. That's the great way to take care of it. And like the wider drug prohibition in the Philippines, these Derte-backed nicotine regulations have very mean teeth. Derte has not only told smokers and vapors that they will be arrested and jailed should they smoke or use nicotine in public places, he has arrested them, including 14,000 smokers in one city in one year and 200 e-cigarette users. He has arrested people whose only crime was quitting smoking or whose only crime was literally just smoking a cigarette. Jail. Bloomberg's cool with this. Bloomberg's cool with this. It's hard to believe that Bloomberg Philanthropies and its affiliated tobacco control organizations, the union and the campaign for tobacco-free kids, didn't realize that the grants being awarded to enforce tobacco bans in the Philippines, some with unsettlingly aggressive titles such as greater teeth and tools enforcing and implementing the Tobacco Regulation Act could be used to add a further crackdown to the extrajudicial arrests, incarcerations, and killings already taking place. Bloomberg saw this guy and this country and went, yes, I'm going to give him more money to incarcerate smokers and vapors. Uh, people that have quit smoking, throw them in jail. You know, there was that skit in Parks and Recreation where they were talking about uh, speeding, jail. You know, this, jail. Anything, jail. Sneezing, jail. That is reality in the Philippines. If you smoke, you could go to jail. If you use drugs, you could be slaughtered because Dierte would just have you slaughtered. So that's what kind of a good guy Bloomberg is. Yeah, Bloomberg has to know. I can't not know. Bloomberg has to know what's going on in the Philippines. I'm assuming. So there you go. That's Bloomberg uh, in the Philippines. Just maybe he's hoping to get some sort of knock and kill situation for vapors and smokers. I don't know. I feel like Bloomberg thinks so little of me as a nicotine user that I might as well be slaughtered at his hand. Yeah, Bloomberg must be stopped. Bloomberg must be held accountable. And the thing that's the scariest about Bloomberg, Patrick Pyle, is he's just a rich, unelected, fucking rich guy. And that's it. That's it. He just has money and he wants to impose his will upon you. And you can kind of go, I didn't vote for you. Who voted for you? Who voted for Mike Bloomberg? Did anybody I mean, not even like in the U.S. when he tried to be president. I'm talking about the current position he's in now, being able to donate hundreds of thousands of dollars to a foreign government so that they implement tobacco prohibition. Who elected him to be able to do that? Nobody. That's what's scary about Bloomberg. Let's take a break real quick and uh, hydrate, I think. Yeah, Dirte is a criminal criminal, criminal. And I cannot believe that Mike Bloomberg is giving that maniacal psychopath more fucking money to arrest smokers and vapors. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. 
unbelievable to me. I mean, how is that not a, a human rights violation? How is that not just constant human rights violations? All right, let me stay, let me hydrate a little bit uh, so we can get real ranty here at Marvel. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're doing great. Stay hydrated, you hydro homies. You hydro homies. So yeah, I'll post a link down in the description. This is truly and honestly, I'm going to put this in the in the chat right now. This is truly and honestly one of the best things I've ever read. It was one of the most eye-opening things I've ever read. This article from Filter was a springboard into like a rabbit hole of, holy shit, this Deerte guy is truly terrible. Truly, truly, truly a terrible person. <laughs> Fuck YouTube. Got one more super chat. You guys used to know me as Rangerman9404. I made this name in support of YouTuber Team Skeptic uh, when he was getting screwed by YouTube. Look, even though you made it for Team Skeptic, which I appreciate that, I feel like I can use it too, Fuck YouTube, because I uh, I would like to say Fuck YouTube as well. Sorteal. How are you doing? Keep up the fight, brother. Perseverance and resistance is what the vape fam does. Yeah. Look, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Because since the beginning, all we've been getting is kicked, pushed, shoved around, marginalized, stigmatized. It's obnoxious. It's obnoxious as fuck. It's obnoxious when I was a cigarette smoker for 13 years and I quit with this and I haven't had a cigarette in 12 years. And there are people who will say, you're still smoking. Do you know what that, I mean, you probably do know what that's like. When I quit smoking and I felt like, holy shit, this is amazing. I quit smoking. I started vaping and I was really excited about it. And people were like, eh, still smoking, man. Wait, what? Camping for tobacco for kids. No, you're still smoking. It's just as bad. Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? That is what every vapor has been saying for the last 12 fucking years is like, wait, what? Flavors are only for children. Wait, what? Smoking doesn't help you quit. Wait, what? <laughs> That's all I've been saying for 10 years is wait, what? So yeah, we're used to getting, uh, <laughs> we're used to getting shoved around and punched around. Um, let's get the, here. There's, there's a main thing. Let's get to the main thing. The main thing is Marvel Comics. <laughs> Marvel Comics. Ah, the mind control menace. So here's actually what happened here is uh, the, the federal government will put out like, a, you know, some juicy government contracts and people will bid for them. So I'm assuming that Department of Health and Human Services and the Food and Drug Administration just put out some, you know, juicy contract and said, hey, we're looking for what the fuck ever to make some sort of youth anti-vaping campaign. And Marvel went, hey, we like money. Let's make something for the government and pitched to the government and the government and Department of Health and Human Services said, yes, definitely Marvel. Here, have a bunch of money. Can you make like five episodes of these? And Marvel went, sure thing. Cha-ching. And that's what happened. I don't think Marvel has like any real stake in this. In fact, like I said, if you go over to the comments of this mind control menace, everybody's just confused. Nobody knows what's going on. There's a few comments in there that are just like, uh, hey, in case anybody's curious, this isn't like a new Marvel show. This is a PSA from the government about vaping. 
People still don't get it. There's comments, like top comments that just say, really excited about the Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Like, okay. (laughs) He doesn't know what's going on. Nobody kind of knows what's going on because it doesn't really make any sense because they don't, unless you know that the real cost is an anti-vaping organization, this first episode kind of doesn't make any sense. This first episode kind of doesn't make any sense. And I can't help, but I mean, what's the definition of insanity? What do they, what do they say? Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. I can't help, but even, even just looking at the, like the fonts of this and the whole menace aspect of it, does it not remind everybody of this? Look at the, even the terminology a vicious racket with its arms around your children. People know that if you can scare people about their kids, they'll fucking do anything. You know what I mean? Literally anything. The government's telling you marijuana, the smoke of hell. It's got its arms around your children. Reefer madness, degradation and insanity, drug crazed abandon. This has been going on since literally the fucking 50s and it's 2021 and the Department of Health and Human Services in the United States said, how do we do this? Should we do the scare campaign again? (laughs) And so they just, you know, picked up a ledger from like the 1950s and just went, yeah, let's do the scare campaign again. Maybe it'll be effective this time. Probably not because it's cringy as hell and nobody's going to take it seriously. Of course, here, this is the, uh, Jim McDonald is the only comment that makes any sense on this video. In the 1950s, there was a huge moral panic about comic books. Now a comic book company gets paid by the government to create a moral panic about vaping. Yeah, classy Marvel, real classy. And exactly, Breestones, the children. Here's the thing. Is the vape community mad enough at Marvel to do anything about it? That's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Is the vape community mad enough at Marvel to really do anything about it? Something has taken control of the students. So it just kind of starts abruptly. Um, There's no sort of lead up or anything. It doesn't tell you where you are or anything. It's just, this is the first one. Something has taken control of the students. And you get this shot of uh, a very diverse cast of students that appear to be green, I don't know why they're green. Some of them are greener than others. And then in the background, there's kind of, oh, evil, bad eyes. That, that, makes, that means bad vape eyes, you guys. That is bad vape eyes hovering back there in the, ground, in the background. All of these kids, so, something bad's happening to them. Something bad's happening to them. Starts off just a morning, about, yeah, no one was sure. What day the threat arrived? What's the threat? We don't know yet. They've given us no background or anything like that. But it's just normal normal basketball practice, you know? It's just kids at basketball practice. And they're just going, whoops. Oh, I got these out of order, damn it. And then so, oh, it's after basketball practice. And it's like, it was probably a very normal weekday at our very normal school. 
It's very, very normal. Have we driven home the point that it's normal? Because it's a very normal day, a normal, normal weekday at our very normal, normal school. Everything about this is normal. These are normal kids stories. This is what normal kids do. It's a very, very normal. Everything about this is normal. And the school is normal. And this could happen in your school because it's so normal that, you know, this is everywhere. It's normal. This is a very normal situation at a very normal school. And so these two dudes start talking and they're like, Hey bro. Yeah. We're going to have to work hard if we want to win. And then he's like, this guy talking here, he's like, Hey, where's Todd? Where is Todd? Whoops. Damn it. (laughs) That one is in the wrong spot and duplicated. Oh, so they're hanging out and they're like, Hey man, Hey man, have you seen Todd? Where's Todd? Oh no, you guys. Oh, Todd. Not quite normal. Uh, there's a glowing cloud above his hair. Todd, that mother, Todd is a vaping. Where's Todd? Todd's vaping. Todd's vaping. So his buddy walks up and he's like, oh, hey, bro. Hey, Todd, how's it going? And Todd's like, nothing, Caleb. Don't worry about it. I'm a jerk now because I vape. Don't worry about it, Caleb. Doesn't concern you, Caleb. Is this teaching kids the right message? Is this teaching kids that if if your friend is going through a hard time and you go and like, should you say something to them? No, because they're just going to tell you to fuck off, right? That's the message that they're sending. Wouldn't a better... Look, and I'm just spitballing here. I don't work at Marvel. Wouldn't something more effective instead of him just going, nothing, Caleb, don't worry about it. I'm a jerk now. (laughs) I'm a jerk now because I vape. Vaping turned me into a jerk. Couldn't Todd have said, hey, Caleb, I appreciate you asking, bro. I'm really struggling with this. Can we hang out and just talk for a second? feel like that would have been like a little bit of like a wholesome little interaction maybe because like some kids helping each other out instead of nothing Caleb don't worry about it I'm a jerk now because I vape and so then the scene just shifts suddenly to like this B storyline that doesn't make any sense right could be anything could be weed could be crack could be methamphetamines you don't know what he's doing when you find out that it's literally just clean vaporized nicotine (laughs) it makes the context of all of this that much more ridiculous, but it suddenly shifts the story to uh, beneath the city's veneer were some extraordinary teens with extraordinary minds. And it, it cuts to these two people. It says Javier met Amy in the school science lab every morning. This scene is literally just these two people talking and she has a thing on her head and he's like, whoa, did it work? And she's like, yeah. And he says, oh, what did you see? And she's like, I saw my future. And then that's it. That's it. And then the scene's over and we're back at Todd. That's it. Doesn't make any sense. Fuck you, Caleb. I'm vaping now and I'm a jerk. We get back to Todd and Caleb's just trying to be a good friend. He's got a, gonna be a long season, man. I don't want you getting distracted or missing practice because you felt like you needed to be doing something else. Way out, way bummer out, man. I don't want you throwing this season's game because you were busy thinking that you needed to be somewhere else. And how, 
Like how fucking narrow, short-sighted, narrow-minded is it that you are assuming that Todd's only problem here is that he has a vape on him, right? How out of touch with youths really is that? And I am out of touch with youths, but I remember being in seventh grade. I remember being in seventh grade. I was in seventh grade in the early 90s when it was basically a cakewalk compared to how it is now. I hated school. I hated bullies. I had, you know, I had bullies. I was smoking. I was smoking weed. I was getting roughed up all the time. I hated all the popular kids. I hated the social structure of it. Now imagine your middle school experience compounded with vaping on top of that, compounded with fucking Facebook and Instagram and social media on top of that. And we get a message from the Department of Health and Human Services that's like, hmm, I don't want you distracted with vaping, you know? <laughs> I don't want you distracted with vaping. Honestly, kids are probably vaping to cope with the stress of being a youth in 2021 <laughs> when your parents are people like Karens from PAVE and all the politicians want to protect you and you don't know why. <laughs> Poor Todd, man. Todd's having a rough go at it. And then so Todd turns to him with now glowing green eyes <laughs> and uh, green. I didn't see him take a hit, but maybe he took a hit when Caleb wasn't looking and it was able to exhale more vapor out the back of his head because now there's apparently vapor growing out of the back of his head with glowing green eyes. I don't know if I'm supposed to read this in like a mean monster, scary bad guy voice, but it really feels like I'm supposed to. I guess that's a problem for another day. Nope, that sounded too much like Optimus Prime. I can't do a bad guy scary villain voice. <clears throat> I guess that's a problem for another day. I don't know. I, look, Todd's a dick now because he vapes, and apparently it makes your eyes glow. And so it really escalates quickly after this. Todd just turns around with the glowing eyes and then just full, like, does this, like, full, like, werewolf transition, like into like this glowing zombie guy who's green. He got skinnier somehow a little bit as well. And now he has glowing mean eyes and, and he, he, it was just sudden. Like we went from Todd right after basketball practice in the locker, taking a toot to literally, I don't know, two minutes later, he's fucking green zombie now. <laughs> he's a green zombie now and it escalates even quicker he goes uh, you know and now the, here's poor caleb running from what apparently is monster todd now from one puff of an e-cigarette now there's this ominous glowing green the bad guy remember the bad guy eyes from earlier you you know those are those are the bad guy eyes yeah the bad guy eyes i'm gonna lose my shit if like Captain America shows up in this comic book and like has to, or Dr. Strange comes out and does, you know, the thing and the green vape monster is like, ah, like banished to the mirror realm or something like that. So far, the writing on this has been uh, really, really shitty. And so that's where it ends. That's where the first episode ends. Poor Todd took a toot of a vape to be continued in chapter two, a growing threat 
monster Todd chasing his poor friend, Caleb chasing his four. So let me ask you this. If you were 13 and you read this, what do you think? Pretty stupid, (laughs) pretty stupid, pretty stupid, especially when you consider the fact that all of the, you know, science behind vaping is all just freely readily available on the internet. It doesn't take a lot of research to start finding like suddenly study after study where it's like, Oh, okay. You did 9,000 randomized control trials. And every single time, you know, it's not difficult. So kids, youths who watch this will instantly know that they're being lied to will instantly know that they're being misinformed. And look, Episode two is out, you guys, and it is still just as bad. And I don't want to spoil it for you because maybe we can talk about it next week. But that growing threat, remember this, to be continued. Chapter two, a growing threat. Todd's... (laughs) Okay, wait. That was the wrong one. But Richard, I love you, bro. This... (laughs) That comment made my day. That comment is why I stream to see things like this. Episode three, Todd sucks at the bacon roll. Episode four, Todd burns his coil heads. Oh, remember that? Oh yeah, the growing threat. Did I tell you what the growing threat was? Hold, hold on to your pants. This is the growing threat. Nope, this is the growing threat. Like the entire town was distracted. No, that's it. That's the threat. (laughs) That's the threat in episode two. Yeah. Yeah. It shows them, look, spoilers. There's people talking in like a coffee shop and they're like, why is everybody acting so weird? Have you noticed that people are acting weird? And then there's like a guy flipping burgers, you know, but he's got the, he's got the evil eyes. Look, he's got those. Whoops. (laughs) He's got the evil eyes. No, that's not the evil eyes. Where are the evil eyes? Evil eyes. He's got them. The guy behind the counter, he's got the, he's got the evil eyes, you know? And he's like, are they talking about me? Am I acting weird? And then it's the big reveal is it's like the entire town was distracted, slightly out of step. Look, that's all they got. They don't have anything else to stand on. You can't claim that much harm. The the evidence is piling up so in favor of vaping. This is literally all they have to stand on. This is bottom of the barrel. You know, if this were a PSA in the 90s made about smoking, I guarantee you they wouldn't be saying the entire town was distracted. It would be like, oh, look, body bags are piling up in the street from the 400,000 smokers that are going to die this year. Oh, look, grandma has COPD now and she's on a ventilator in the hospital. That would probably scare kids. But as a kid, I'm not scared of the entire town being slightly distracted. It's, uh, it's laughable. It's, it's, it's comedic. Uh, Jim McDonald wrote a great article about this and I'm going to link to it down in the description. He did it on vaping360.com, but I just wanted to share just a a portion of that at the end where, uh, it's kind of like a little bit of a mic drop here. I don't want to spoil it. Scaring kids, tricking them or stigmatizing drug users are simply not effective deterrents to drug use. They never have been. 
but the public health people who make careers of exaggerating and lying about the risks of cannabis or vaping aren't smart enough to do anything but continue to flog the same tactics year after year and decade after decade, hoping something different will happen. And the ad agencies that create the ads are merely clever. They don't think at all, except to come up with ideas that will keep the FDA cash flowing. That's why Marvel did it. Marvel went, we like money, so let's do that. Let's do an anti-vaping campaign. Let's do, uh, let's, let's rehash uh, the devil's harvest for the, for the modern times though, you know, like take this antiquated idea and really energize it, you know, give it some upward synergy for 2021. Oh, well, how do you suppose we do that? We could put it on YouTube this time. If you go watch these comics, um, don't actually don't just don't go watch them. There's no dialogue there. That's like still frames, like, you know, parallax scrolling kind of movement to it kind of boring. Nobody really knows what's going on. And even in episode two, they haven't mentioned vaping yet. It's still a mystery, evil, green fog. Mystery, evil, green fog. Yeah. Look, you don't want to be captured by the evil eyes. You know, <laughs> you just there. Where, where's the evil eyes go? Here's the evil eyes. You don't want to get caught by the evil eyes. Evil eyes watching you. Watching your every move. Evil eyes watching you vape. Caleb's like, oh, fuck, I don't want to vape anymore. Maybe Caleb never wanted to vape. Maybe Caleb was not a risk-taking youth. Maybe Todd was. And maybe Todd, instead of lighting up a deadly combustible tobacco cigarette, which he knows causes lung cancer, emphysema, COPD, heart disease, stroke, death, maybe... He was an informed person and he went and bought a vape knowing that it was harm reduction for him as a smoker. That's too complex of a subject for kids. They'll never understand it. You better just scare them with green eyes. Okay. Well, that's where we're landing with the Department of Health and Human Services. Let's wrap this up on like a good note. Let's first of all, A, let's see if there was any super chats that came in. I don't think, oh, there was a few super chats that came in. You guys, holy shit, you didn't tell me. Uh, New Wave Dave says, uh, craziest thing was watching this. This is Spinal Tap. And in one of the scenes, a fan in the background had a sign that said, give Nick five bucks. Weird. That is weird. I've uh, I've actually recently watched Spinal Tap. And I don't, you know, maybe you have the, uh, maybe you have like the Rob Reiner, you know, a special edition there. Because I, I don't remember that scene. But New Wave Dave. I appreciate the five spot, bro. Uh, Wicked Vapor says, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. No matter what anyone says, yeah, let's keep on vaping. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely true. Uh, that is still remains true. The problem is in 2021, you can have all the fight in the world in you and still lose because Bloomberg has more money. You know, we need, vaping needs some sort of billionaire, <laughs> you know, some sort of billionaire that can, uh, that can, that can fund some sort of awareness campaign. Uh, Max, that's very gracious of you. What specifically can be done to fix the situation? Everyone, please voice your idea. Ultimately, Max, uh, I don't know. 
I try to keep awareness as high as possible and educate as many people as possible and keep people as informed as possible as far as what's going on in the world of tobacco control. One thing that is really, really effective that I'm sure nobody wants to hear is your stories effing matter. A few weeks ago, we talked about Susie Casimiro up there in uh, Rhode Island who completely flipped on vaping and now is very, very pro-vaping and wants to repeal the flavor ban in her state. You don't have to, you don't have to look at vaping the same way that, that, that I do or that other people do. Like you don't have to look at it on a global, on a global scale, on a global scale, it seems really, really intimidating. And I feel like a little speck on like a big grand stage type of thing. And that gets very, very overwhelming. But what we can do that's way more effective is locally reach out to your local reps. They do work for you. You can request meetings. You can tell them in person, bring your, your mom or your aunt or your uncle, whoever quit smoking and say, look, these are the faces of the people that quit smoking. I smoked for 13 years and I was only able to quit. And you know, in the meeting, bring a little pot. I was only able to quit with, quit with clean nicotine vapor products. Your flavor bands are forcing people back to cigarettes. You can have these meetings. And as we've seen in Rhode Island and not just Rhode Island, it's very, very effective. This is exactly what they did. They mobilized in Florida and did the same thing. And look, Florida, hey, no flavor ban. No flavor ban. DeSantis, no flavor ban. So locally, I think it's, I think that's the most critical thing you can do about this situation is locally that. And I know, I know. It's tough. It sucks. It sucks and it's tough. But every day, if you do something, then that's something, you know, whether you send a tweet, whether you do the call to action, whether you you correct someone on the internet or something like that, or you make a video or you tell your story or you do a testimonial, like these things add up calls to actions add up. I was getting some numbers about in Canada that you know, 40, 50,000 people have done that tobaccokills.ca call to action already. And, and there it's like not even halfway done with the campaign yet. That's incredible. That's incredible. So do, you know, I don't know. I don't know what we can do. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to me. What I've been doing is trying to stay as informed as possible, trying to be as educated as possible and trying to make sure that, uh, you know, I can use my voice, however small it is, or my platform, however small it is to try to make the, the most difference possible. Start a YouTube, start, start a YouTube, start a, start a Twitch, just start streaming every day. You know, it doesn't take much. And honestly, like Wayne Walker started up, uh, 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 Pather over there on Twitter, parents for tobacco harm reduction. Uh, he started a TikTok account recently that is directly combating vaping misinformation. So honestly, every little tiny thing helps to help change public opinion and help change uh, political opinion as well. And honestly, a lot of this is really just going to be the waiting game. A lot of this might honestly just be the, that's how I'm feeling right now is I look at the United States of America, I look at places like the US, Australia, Canada a little bit, definitely the Philippines, some other places, and it's like politicians and lawmakers and public health people are just head in the sand, and that's it. 
And meanwhile, the evidence for vaping is just piling up around them so much so that, you know, the UK government is going up to the World Health Organization summit to kind of go, what the hell are you guys doing? Harm reduction, hi, it works, here's all the science for it. Eventually they have to pull their head out of the sand to either speak or eat or write some sort of legislation the amount of science and the amount of stories will be literally undeniable. And it is only building more and more and more and more and more every day, week by week. There's more studies and more studies and more science and more science, dude. To the point where you, it's gonna come to the point where we're pulling their heads out of the sand and just holding it up and just go, look, look, look at it. <laughs> look at it. Science-based legislation now. I legitimately think it's just a matter of time. It's going to suck in the meantime, but it has to be just a matter of time. Science will win. Science will always win. Uh, the crab says, uh, what I wouldn't give to have the feeling we all got after the DC rally. We won, we were united and then COVID allowed our government to destroy us. Yeah. Uh, you know, they say never let a good, uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste. 12 kids died from Ivali. Mm, no, don't let that crisis go to waste. Centers for Disease Control. You better use that to scare everybody away from nicotine. Even though it didn't have anything to do with nicotine. Um, Mallory Gates, how much, how much more time does it really take to ask for an ID and check before handing out products? Vape shops will just turn teens back to the door. Yes, 100% Mallory. Um, I don't know, this is such a simple, simple concept to grasp that I don't know why it isn't the solution for every youth vaping issue that exists. Hi, enforce the laws that we have. You could even take it to, take it to the extreme of saying, within five feet of an entrance to a vape shop, you have to have your card out. You have to be ID'd, ID'd within five feet of going into a vape shop. I would be perfectly, perfectly okay with that. That is a perfectly, perfectly reasonable law. We are enforcing the 21 and over law as it stands. That's what it's there to do. If that's not working, might as well ban it through the mail too. Okay, so does that mean you're gonna reverse Tobacco 21 since, no, you're just gonna keep both? Oh, that's called the ratcheting effect? Oh, okay, yeah, shit. Anyway, you guys, appreciate you coming to hang out. Uh, please follow Sally Satel on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. That's just good advice, Addie Tooney. You putting that in the chat all the time? She's a genius. Let's do, uh, let's end with some science. Nick Guy the Science Man. <laughs> I just, I I'm a fan of all of the bumpers on this show. Just going to go ahead and say I'm a huge fan of all the bumpers on this show. Um, yeah, that's right. I'll have the Marvel thing down in the description. So let's look at a little bit of uh, science. Here we go. Science one, a systematic review of randomized controls, trials, and network meta-analysis of e-cigarettes for smoking cessation. Yeah, super boring title, but essentially what this is is very much like the Cochrane Library we talked about months ago. This is another meta-analysis of randomized controls tri randomized uh, controlled trials meta-analysis. So this wasn't a study in the sense that like an epidemiological study where they forced 
rats to inhale vapor or exposed cells to vapor or anything like that. This is utilizing already available studies. And so they ended up disseminating through over 6,000 randomized controlled trials and in their, you know, in their methodology of going over all of these, you know, meta-analysis for randomized controlled trials, they came across the Cochrane trials and actually used the Cochrane analysis in theirs and used the Cochrane tools that they offer for sort of like risk of bias tools that Cochrane uses to weed out studies from their meta-analysis. It's pretty spectacular when you get down to it. And their conclusion here, do I have the conclusion up here? Hell yeah, I do. Smokers assigned to use nicotine. So this was, uh, real quickly, this was uh, uh, 6,000 studies. This was the result of 6,000 randomized controlled trials, e-cigarettes, NRTs, or smoking 6,000 different studies. This is the conclusion that they came to. Smokers assigned to use nicotine e-cigarettes were more likely to remain abstinent from smoking than those assigned to use licensed NRTs. Yeah. And both were more effective than usual care or placebo conditions. More high quality studies are required as per usual to ascertain the effects of e-cigarette due to the risk of bias included in the studies. What does that tell you? That's tens of thousands of people that all show that smoking uh, smokers assigned to using e-cigs were more likely to remain abstinent than those that used NRTs, so patches, pills, or gums. Look, that's not me talking. That's literally science talking. Literally science talking. Yo, yo, I'm Matt Sinister. Appreciate you being here, man. How's the workout today? Let's finish up with one more sciencey thing. If I could just find it. Boosh, there we go. That's right. Penn State, bro. Penn State. This is fairly recent. This is actually as of today. This is like breaking news. E-cigarettes with cigarette-like nicotine delivery reduce exposure to carcinogens. Yeah. Turns out that long-term ingrained smokers, they need high nicotine in order for vaping to be successful. Something along the lines of, say it with me, everybody say it, 60 milligram levels or higher nicotine levels for some of these smokers. If you're okay with nicotine caps, you're okay with some smokers not transitioning and continuing to smoke and die. I'm not personally not okay with that. E-cigarettes with cigarette-like nicotine delivery reduce exposure to carcinogens. Yeah, um, it's pretty incredible. In fact, this was done by... uh, Jonathan Foulds, who we've talked about before. We've talked about him a lot in the past. I follow him on Twitter. He's just, he's a researcher at the Penn State Cancer Institute and a professor of public health sciences and psychiatry and behavioral health. He says, we found that e-cigarettes that delivered a similar amount of nicotine as traditional combustible cigarettes. So, you know, ooh, leg day, jewel, That's all we ever hear from Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids is, you know, Jewel, one pod is the same as a full pack of cigarettes. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. You know why I know that? Because some smokers need that much nicotine. So shut the fuck up. We found that e-cigarettes, sorry, I shouldn't be cursing so much. I apologize. 
delivered similar amounts of nicotine as traditional combustible tobacco cigarettes help reduce smoking and exposure to harmful carcinogen, said Jonathan Folds, as I said, researcher, Penn State University, and a professor of public health and sciences and psychiatry and behavioral health. This study shows that when smokers interested in reduction are provided with an e-cigarette with cigarette-like nicotine delivery, that they are more likely to achieve significant decreases in tobacco-related toxicants, such as lower exhaled carbon monoxide levels. There you go. Penn State University, literally just released today. How delicious is that buttery truth, though? Really, Matt? That is delicious buttery truth. Study shows that when smokers are interested in reduction, you give them enough nicotine in an e-cigarette, they will quit and achieve significant decreases in tobacco-related toxicants, such as lower exhaled carbon monoxide levels. Yeah, I'll post a link down in the description to Penn State News. This is news.pennstateuniversity.edu. Jonathan Foulds, great guy. Follow him on Twitter, a huge harm reduction advocate and... Uh, you know, one of the, you know, along with a lot of other people, one of the people really uh, championing, uh, championing a lot of uh, science. I think it's spectacular. So there's some science and things and the such as for you. Just want to make sure I didn't forget anything. How was the show, Danielle? Really good? I thought we did great. Thanks. Thanks for being here, Danielle. Thanks you too, Stanton Glance, for being here. Appreciate you. I hope you listened the whole time, Stanton Glance especially at the end bits about the sciencey bits. Can't wait to see your spin on those, you little you little man. Let me rub your little man head, little stant glance. <laughs> All right, that's enough of me. Uh, we have run uh, the perfect amount of time, perfect amount of time for a good old TBN, but that's literally really it. I got no other no news to report on other than... Uh, Please go read this. The, the, the Dear Tay article from, from Filter is one of the best things I've ever read. If you're going to read one thing first, read this. It's, it's mind-blowing. It will blow you away. Blow you away. Um, honestly, yeah, that's kind of it. I, I got nothing else planned. Uh, we got through all the super chats. Dang, see, when Danielle's not here, we get done in like an hour and 10 minutes. Dang. Matt Sinister needs to have some shed time. Yeah, we all need to have a little bit of a uh, little bit of shed time, but uh, I think that's going to do it here today for uh, this particular episode of TBN. Appreciate you guys coming out, getting uh, getting all edumacated and learning together, fighting the good fight, uh, harm reduction, science. It's all going to win in the end. Vaping's going to save a billion lives, and flavors are going to help it. <laughs> I firmly, uh, I firmly, firmly do believe that. Um, honestly, let me see if there's anything else Did I have anything like even waiting in the wings to go. Is there one more thing I can talk about? Nope. Sciency. Nope. Sciency. Mark Gunther, Jewel, Flavor Bands. Yeah. There's a Casal call to action. Don't forget about that. Gateway effect. No, dude, I've, we, that's it. That's it. We're done. That's, this is like the shortest TBN of all time, but, uh, I got it all out there. I got everything I wanted to say. I don't got anything else to talk about. So I appreciate you guys being here. Fight the good fight. You know, it, it feels good 
to be on the right side of this. It feels good to be on the right side of history. And I know I'm on the right side because Mike Bloomberg is on the other side. That's how I firmly, firmly know I'm on the correct side of history. I've said this into the ground. It's Vaping is going to win. Science is going to win. The science is going to show that vaping will save a billion lives. And it's going to come to the point where the government just simply cannot deny it anymore. Can't. Cannot. Government loves killing people. More than that though, Robert, I think that the government likes money. And I don't think it's in the government's best interests for people to just die. I think it's sometimes in the government's best interest for people to be sick, uh, need be dependent on the system, on the government. Um, I, I think that's what they want. I don't know why they're so, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I don't, the world is such a, a weird, clowny, crazy place right now that sometimes even rational things sound like tinfoil hat things, you know? It, a, a month ago, you know, two a year ago, let's even say a year ago, 2019. Back in 2019, if you had talked about Bloomberg and dark money with the Philippines and executing drug dealers, it would have been like a tinfoily sounding thing. But really, this is reality now. This is reality now. The links will be in the description there, Richard. Uh, I will get them in there. Mass Sinister says, just talk about Justice League. Look, I actually need to rewatch Justice League. I've only got to watch it once. I haven't watched it in black and white, but I do want to rewatch it. I'll say this about Justice League. It's better on every level than the theatrical release that we got. You get more Cyborg, which is a really compelling character. I don't know why Joss Whedon got rid of him. He's great. You get way more Flash, which I love the Flash. I love Ezra Miller as the Flash. Don't know why he got cut out of the Joss Whedon version. Everything about it is better. The cinematography is better. The effects are better. The takes, like the, the reshoots that Joss Whedon reshot, the originals are better. Joss Whedon just came on there, you know, and, and, and Warner Brothers and Joss Whedon were just like, hey, let's ruin this. The Justice League Zack Snyder is, uh, is spectacular. It made me go back and watch like Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. And like, I want more Snyderverse. GD, I want more Snyderverse. I want vaping to remain safe, legal, and accessible for all adults. And I want more Snyderverse. I feel like that's not too much to ask. <laughs> I want more Snyderverse. Can I, and can I, look, I'll get off track for one second. Can I finally get a good Transformers movie? Hi, I'm Nick Green. I have been a fan of the Transformers since I was like eight years old. And the movies that Michael Bay made are bad. And we need good Transformers movies. There's really only one person. My friend, Jerry Knott, he's a director. Look him up, N-O-T-T, -T, Gerald Knott. I would trust him to direct a Transformers movie. In fact, that's the pitch I'm gonna do to Netflix. Can me and my buddy direct a Transformers movie? I really just want a Transformers movie. Matt McGowan in the chat's asking, is Justice League really four hours long? Yeah, dude, it's four hours and two minutes long, but truly and honestly, it doesn't feel like it. It, 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 it flows really well. The pace of the movie is just really natural and feels really good. There's no awkward cuts or jarring like scene transitions. Everything that uh, happened on Themyscira in the, in the Zack Snyder version is way cooler, way better. All the effects are so much better. 
it's just an overall really uh, incredible movie. And the four hours, you won't even, you won't even think about it. You'll pause it the first time and you'll go, Oh, I've been watching for two hours already. That's what happened to me. I paused it and I went, Whoa, that was two hours. I watched half of this already. It doesn't feel like it. it. At the end of it, I thought you could go another hour. I would watch another hour of this. I would watch a five hour cut of the Zack Snyder Justice League. Okay, let's wrap this up. Don't mention Silverhawks. Why would you mention the Silverhawks? I was a huge Silverhawks fan. Dude, one of my billet boxes is named after Bluegrass from the Silverhawks TV show. Are you kidding me? I'm a huge Silverhawks fan. I'm a huge Transformers fan too. Which Transformer transforms into a vape device? Oh Lord, I don't know. Do we need a Transformer that transforms into a vape device? I feel like we don't. Okay, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. But uh, listen, listen, we can have a goof off stream maybe in the not too distant future. Uh, and, and we can talk about way more fun stuff than just you know, rage, sweat, inducing <laughs> vape legislation, you know, well, I'll make, I'll, I'll try to make some room for a fun stream. Anyway, you guys, thank you so, so much for coming out today. Stay informed, stay as informed as you possibly can, you know, stay as informed as you possibly can believe the science, trust the science, trust the science because it will win in the end vaping will win. And it's going to save a billion lives in the process. So uh, thank you so much, you guys. Um, I'll see you on Thursday. We got a big vlog coming up on Thursday. I have at least a thousand birthday packages to open up. And I'm really looking forward to Thursday. Should be a banger of a vlog. But in the meantime, I'm going to say this. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for so, so much for watching for literally... I mean, Addy Tooney, he's been with me for like 12 years now, bro. And I really, really appreciate it. I just want to do, I just want to do right by the vape community. I serve at the pleasure of the community. And so I want to do everything I can to make sure that this community gets sustained through all of this nonsense. You know, that's just what I want to do. Friday fun stream. Friday fun stream. If look, if I can get through all of my video shooting and editing on Fridays, we might be able to do a Friday night stream. Friday is usually a busy day for me. Anyway, good night. Silent drive. Nice to see you again, buddy. Hope you're doing good. Um, Thank you, everybody. No matter what anybody tells you, remember that vaping is at least 95% less harmful than deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. The science shows that smokers who switch to vaping have their COPD symptoms reversed and it continues long-term if they continue vaping. Spectacular. Isn't science just a wonderful, wonderful thing? So yeah, no matter what's in your hand, you guys, let's keep on vaping. Uh, be excellent to each other, okay, everybody? Peace out. Till next time. Well, this has been a production of Grim Green Industries and Grim Green only. Okay.